0: So as far as the announcements, uh, no Sunday night fellowship this evening. Uh, let's see. Reach out Tuesday night. Uh, second harvest is on the bulletin board.
1: First few verses there that chapter that Jesus is the door.
0: me <coughs> hear her say, pop-pop if you know?
1: good to wave in church. That's right. Amen. 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 All right. Thankful for uh, the songs that have been sung this morning. I really enjoyed uh, Santana's song songs as well. And uh, uh, through through it all, through the, the the hills and the valleys, God's God's with us through us all. Amen. And um, a lot of a lot of prayer requests. A lot of folks struggling with uh, pregnancies and recovery, illness, loss of loved ones. Uh, God's God's hand is in all that, so let's be thankful for that. So we're we're. At the place here, the the Feast of the Tabernacles had just finished up. Jesus was leaving and came across the blind man there in chapter 9, healed him. And uh, basically, he's got a following. And uh, here in chapter 10, he makes the claim I am the door, I am the good shepherd. And he's got some Pharisees and scribes and, and, and those of the Jewish faith that are following him. And he starts out chapter 10 by saying, verily, fairly. So he's saying, pay attention, I have something very important to tell you. And we, we have the constant back and forth of Christ uh, proclaiming his deity, that he is the son of God, that he is God incarnate. And trying to get his audience to understand that. So the last time I preached a few weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus is the door. Um, so no man cometh through the Father except through him. That he is the, the way to salvation. And this morning we're going to uh, pick up at around verse uh, 11 and uh, go through 18. But we will hit. Some of the uh, end of the, the chapter as well, just to kind of emphasize uh, one of the, the key points that Jesus is trying to get across to his audience then and uh, is still trying to beat into us today that that he is the good shepherd um, There in verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not. Seeth the wolf cometh, leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and I am known of mine. And the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. There there is just so much here that we could spend hours Just diving into this analogy of Jesus saying that he is the good shepherd. And I think Spurgeon said that, you know, even there's there's not there's not enough, even in the shepherd in the analogy that that what Christ actually is. And uh, but this this is a great analogy. And, And the contrast here. Is they get, of course, the church leadership, the Pharisees and 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 the scribes and, and the, the people that are have put themselves in as a shepherd, not the shepherd. Again, that that article that Christ is proclaiming that he is the good shepherd, um, not a shepherd like the Pharisees and that were pretending to be or trying to be, but could never fulfill what Christ is, and so he's he's got that audience there, and he's he's got that contrast going on here. But just kind of looking at uh, one the I am statement that again, you know, him proclaiming that he is God, and having their attention that hey, I'm I'm what I'm saying. Is very important. He emphasizes that four times by saying, I laid my life down. So again, he's 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 prophesying that he's gonna give his life for the fold. He's talking about, you know, many to bring into the fold. He's talking not only about the Jewish nation, but he's talking about the Gentile nation, that going back all the way to John 3:16, that you know, the whole world. They hear his voice, believe on him that they would have salvation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and it can go, we can just dig and dig and dig in this. But just a few points this morning, just pray for me. The word good, mm-hmm. the, the word good, he is the good shepherd. Uh, that, that word good in the, in the Greek is kalos. And, and, and kalos uh, means to be morally good. But it also means to be beautiful and how beautiful Christ actually is. Uh, we get the word calligraphy from that beautiful handwriting. So not only is he good, morally true, uh, you know, like he's the true vine. He is he's uh, the bread of life. He's he's uh, living water. He's all these things that are true and all these things that can describe what Christ is. But. Uh, you know, it, 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 it really pales. <laughs> it's, it's it's really hard to, to lift it up as high so far, but he's so much higher than that, that, that good can be. So, it, you know, in, in in the language that we have, this is probably as good as it gets, but he is just so awesome. Uh, he is a good shepherd. Um so that that word there is 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 as strong as it gets for for the translations that we have. Um, so as we unpack this this morning, let's look at let's look at um, that first that first point that there are four times in verses eleven, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen. he's he's telling that he, he he's laying his life down for the sheep. You know, he's he's a shepherd that's willing to give his life for the sheep. And the, the rest of the, the Pharisees, you don't see the Pharisees volunteering to die on the cross. You don't see them say, I'm going to take on your sin. You're not seeing them step up as as Christ s- stepped up in our place. Um, you know, the, the keys here are that his death, he voluntarily took it on. He didn't have to do it. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to take, be that sin death for us. He laid his life down for us because he loved us. Um, his death was, it was vicarious in the sense that, that we deserved it, and he replaced us. Each and every one of us deserve the cross. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a little bit about that in Sunday school this morning about our human sin nature. We're talking about the king, some good, some bad, and not taking away the, the groves and that places. You know, we, we, we get to the point that we want to hold on to God and we want to hold on to the world. And it's just sort of that sinful nature that we inherited from Adam and Eve that. That, you know, we got pride, we got selfishness, we got lust, we got all those things, and it's just, we can't do it, we're not perfect. Christ is perfect. No sin. Yet he took our place. And then he was victorious. At third appointed in morning, he rose from the grave, that resurrection. and that's why we're here today is because of that resurrection. So four times he mentions that he lays his life down for the sheep. That's why he's an all-sufficient Savior. That's why he's an all-sufficient Savior. There in verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. That word, known. Um, It's another one of those words in in the Greek, the the genisco, that uh, means to not know, like I'm reading the, the book here, to know it that way, but I know it through experience. I've lived it. It says Relational. It's uh, intimate, where the scripture talks about in Genesis where Cain knew his wife. That word know and knew, that those root words in the Greek and the Hebrew refer to a love. Kind of like the agape love, not a philo or eros love, but a intimate, all-encompassing type love. And that's what Christ is, is conveying here, that... He being the good shepherd has for each and every one of us. The Pharisees didn't really care. They they were more concerned about losing their position. They had it good. You know, everything taken care of, everybody's tithes and offerings coming in, they were well fed, you know, they were well well established in the in the in the community. But they weren't willing to give their life. And They didn't know Joe from Bob or so-and-so from so-and-so. Just kind of like the U.S. government. We have a, what is a nine-digit Social Security number. Is that right? Nine? Four? Yes. Nine digits, that's what we're known to the government. President or the Secretary of the Treasury, they don't know my name. They know me as blah, 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 blah. Um... But the good shepherd knows his sheep. Mm-hmm. Verse three here, we read through last time uh, he, uh, to him, the porter opened the sh- and the sheep hear the voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. The, the sheep know his voice and Christ alludes to at the Feast of Dedication that my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me in verse 27. So that relationship is there. They know, they hear, they follow. The intimacy is there. So Christ knows or loves His sheep. He loves me. He loves me. He loves you. He died for you. So He gives His life for His sheep and He knows you. The other thing is, is that He holds you eternally. And I've, I've said this over the years. I've preached from this uh, passage of Scripture many times over the 30-some years. I've uh, uh, preached that He holds us. Christ holds us. God holds us in His hands. And we're His eternally. There and. Verse uh, 29, and I know we didn't read this. "Is says, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, but no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And in verse 28, it talks about, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. once saved, only saved. Mm-hmm. Satan can't. He can't. The world can't. God has us. <clears throat> Eternally. Forever. That's a, a no-so. A true salvation. That only, only have with a relationship with the Good Shepherd. And the thing about it all is that he gave his life force. He loves us. He knows us. And here at the, the Feast of the Dedication, which is a couple months after um, they come back to uh, where the blind man was healed in the beginning of chapter 10. There's a there's a couple, couple two or three month law there from the Feast of the Tabernacles to the Feast of the Dedication, which was the dedication of the altar during the Maccabean period, that 700 years between Malachi and the Gospels, that... <coughs> They were celebrating the, the lights and things of that nature, that they came back and circled back with Christ because they didn't understand. The world can't understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that's, that's the biggest stumbling block. They, they they see everything so concrete, but they can't understand that somebody be willing to give up their life. That somebody wants to know them so intimately and somebody that can keep them eternally mm-hmm. they can't understand that concept and that's that's where that submission unto the god's holy spirit and 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 just letting everything go and letting him and the and the folks didn't understand that the blind man didn't understand that at first he didn't understand until he heard this and he got the witnesses intimately. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. The last point I want to bring up this morning there back in the verse 18. And again, just kind of Christ going full circle with the Pharisees and the scribes and with us today this commandment have I received from my father this was preordained this wasn't a reaction God knew this from the very beginning that Christ would have to come and die that he is the door that he is the good shepherd That He loves each and every one of God's great creation wants them to become His child so He can keep them eternally and know them. So as we stand this morning and have a verse of a song, do you know Jesus? Have you become part of His flock? Many, many of us this morning can say that we are a part of His flock. That, that we've trusted Him. We know His voice. We follow Him. He knows us. He holds us. Can you say that this morning? If you can't, let's pray together that you can just give yourself unto Him as we have one verse of a song.